G'day, true bloods. It's Deebles here. Can only assume that you're all well. Just before we jump in to the draft wrap-up with Big Zane, Red and White, I just want to give a bit of a push to the awesome Sydney Swans Moments in Time piece, which we have up on our website, Raising Money for the Pat Cronin Foundation. It's a really cool piece, um, a large poster. It's about sort of 900 by 600 mil and is signed, um, printed signed by Bobby Skilton, Tony Lockett, Barry Round, Jared Healy, Greg Williams, Peter Bedford, and it's got some really cool history and it's a really high quality um, finished product um, with embossed um, foil writing on there. It's an awesome piece, raising money for the Pat Cronin Let's End the Coward Punch Foundation. All proceeds from the sale of the poster will go to the foundation. So jump on board, support a great cause. Posters are $65 plus postage, but happy to put up a bit of an offer to Melbourne-based listeners. If you are interested in purchasing a poster, send the page a DM and we can organise for local pickup to save some money on shipping. The link to the store will be in the show notes, so you can click the link directly from this podcast or jump onto any of our socials, click on our link tree, and the link is in there. We appreciate your support. Let's raise some money. Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. (laughs) It's what we're here to do. Let's go. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, Table. What is going on? Damaging team. Damaging disposal. He's been very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back on a Wednesday night to bring you the draft review. It's been a big couple of days and we have the pleasure of being joined by the one and only Zane Red and White. He's notorious on your Twitters. You'd nearly even say he's Twitter famous. How are you, Zane? What's going on, mate? How are you enjoying the off-season? Mate, I'm absolutely loving this off-season. We've been a bit inactive of late, but this year, mate, we're kicking goals left, right and centre. you got to be up and about after this. Yeah, look, if this off-season's not going to get you excited, I don't know what will, mate. Uh, it's been a pretty exciting past couple of days for you. I know this is like your Christmas day. Um, yesterday and the day before was with uh, the new draft days. I know you put in a lot of work into the guys coming through. Um, how how'd you mm-hmm. find it? Oh, if it wasn't for Cal Toomey, I would not have seen Green coming, the first pick. But first off, mate, like you say, draftmas. And he's topped it off by giving me the invite to jump on the potty here. So the pleasure's all mine, mate. I've been watching you on your Facebooks and your Instagrams and even over on the Twitters. You've been getting into it a bit more lately. You say you don't know much, but I've been noticing, mate. You're getting into it too. Don't lie. Come on now. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, when, when you got the platform uh, that we do, mate, you've got to try educate yourself a little bit and not just push it to the side because this is where the future comes from. And it's one of those things though, you can do all the research you want and then you just don't know which way it's going to go. But we might start off with a little bit about you, mate. Being a big Swannies man, obviously. Um, What got you into the Swannies and how'd you start supporting the Swannies? Because I reckon you you got a few years on me, mate. So I reckon you got a little (laughs) bit more history behind you than I do. Uh, 
got a few on you, mate. Yeah, I've got a few <laughs> more greys there, that's for sure. Oh, back in the day when I was a young little tacker, I followed the Tigers because my old man played for a local team, West Meadows, and they wore the yellow sash. And I, being stupid little tacker, thought he played for Richmond. And then when I was old enough to realise, hang on, you don't play for Richmond. I'm like, what am I barricading for these guys? And his diehard blues and mum diehard pies. So there was no way either of them was going to let me go for the other team. So it was left up to me. And it was around the time that the Swannies had just moved up there. And so they'll get a fair bit of press on the news and TV and everything like that. And it was like, Kappa was up there sitting on heads, kicking bags. And I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the one for me. And they say, when you pick, you stick. And I have, <laughs> it was painful going through primary school, mate. It was back in the days when we won three wooden spoons in a row. But they've made up for it now, mate. Tell you what. Yeah, well, well, what a time to be like. I, I've come into you know the the Swanee system, the Swanee supporter base at the best time, eh? Like I'm what thirty one oh, yeah. now, and uh, I the last what have we made seventeen of the last twenty final series or something like that. Like that. So, so you got to think back to like the old South Melbourne people who grew up. What was it seventy odd years before we won a flag? Could 72 you years, Zaino. Oh, can you imagine going a whole lifetime not seeing a flag? We've been yeah. blessed. Yeah, it's been exciting times, mate. And who who would be some of your favourite bloods of all time um, coming through the Swannies? Who, who have been your favourite players? Well, as I say, Kappa, because when you're a kid, just the highlights. you got to love that stuff. And then he was the showman, the big showman. But then it was like the other guys, like once you started to get an appreciation for the game, it was like Barry Mitchell. I've always had a thing for rebounding backmen and he would take on the game. And then as time went on, like I said, we had those three wooden spoons in a row and everyone used to give it to me. It's like, oh, what are you back for these guys for? And so you, you were looking for something to like give back to them. And I'm like, you see this guy here, number 14, Paul Kelly. Yeah. Now that's what this club is about. And that guy, yeah, blood through and through. And he's got to be up there with my all-time favourites. And then you've got Goodsy. You just can't go past him, man. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah, definitely, mate. It, it's funny. Goodsy's a funny one with obviously how it all um, sort of ended in his last couple, couple of years there. Yeah. It's nearly like he just doesn't get spoken about how he should. To, to win 100%. Brownlow, couple Brownlows, all Australian in multiple positions. It's that's how, the one. how good was that's Goodsy? That's the one that he was so um, agile. He could play anywhere. He, he won, like you say, he won a Brownlow in the ruck, and then after he hurt his knee, Rue said, "Yeah, nah, never again. I'm not risking a man of your calibre with something like that happening again." And he could go anywhere. He'd go up forward. He kick eight goals. He could go down back and just dominate. He could play on the wing. He could go in the guts. Just the ultimate footballer, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Yeah, he was, mate. So good, so good. But mate, let's jump in to the newest Swannies who have made their way to the Bloods. Um, we we had a, a nice first round pick there. Do you want to talk us through um, how the night sort of played out and what were your expectations going in, I suppose? Well, I'd say expectations going in. Cal Toomey gave a bit of the heads up. He's so good with that stuff. And he's got to have inside word. I know he's got good rapport with Kinnear. So he, and when he hit up Kinnear, Kinnear didn't write it off. Where other names that he put out there, he'd be like, mm, yeah, no, nah, they're not really in our considerations. But the fact that he said this guy's in the run, and I was like, geez, I'm going to have to have a look at this. 
And a lot of people were like, but a Ruckman, why do we want a Ruckman? We've just brought in Grundy. And in my thought process was like, okay, yeah, Grundy, awesome. Love it. We couldn't have picked a better bloke to come in, especially the window that we're in. But he is getting on the other side of 30. And we saw what happened with Hickey, how quickly your body can just give up on you. So you've got to start developing a guy now. And if you can get a guy of that caliber, they reckon that he has got such a huge upside, it's not even funny. He's not there now. He was a dual, uh, what do they say, dual sport, athlete, uh, dual athlete, whatever the term is. Yeah. He was playing cricket. He was a big fast bowler for Victoria last year. And he only, well, the year before, only last year he dedicated all his time to footy. And that's when he started to come on in leaps and bounds. And when I say leaps and bounds, mate, this guy is six foot eight and he came, what was it? Just outside the top 10 for the vertical leap in the national draft combine thing where they do all the testing, how high he can jump, how high he can jump when you run and all this type of stuff. So for a six foot eight guy to have that type of running leap, he's going to be a weapon. And I've watched a bit of footage of him and he is courageous going back with the flight into packs at that size he's going to be splitting packs left right and center and he can clunk too he's got clean hands so he's not the typical ruckman he's almost like in a uh, tim english mold yeah i reckon that's why i looked at him because uh del rimple the other recruiter he came from the bulldogs originally he picked up tim english so i reckon he would have been looking at him going all right i know what worked with him we could do the same with this bloke he's got like clean skills not like a uh, typical ruckman where you just don't want to put the ball in their hands because you're like, what's this guy going to do with it? But he's like got deft touch and he, he's got high footy IQ. He knows where to put the ball and stuff like that. So he's still going to be a work in progress, but I think that's what we need. We need someone coming through learning off Grundy while he's there. He's already, in my opinion, he's probably past stretch. Like people say, we've got a project ruckman, but looking at the footage, he does it all. He tackles, there was a footage of um, Cleary, the new Swans Academy guy we got, bursting through the middle. And he smashed him in a tackle. It was like, that's a good sign. If you've got a big man that can lay tackles on someone as small and as fast as that, that's uh, looking good for me, mate. Yeah, look. And he's got it's... a tank. Sorry, mate. He's got a tank. I just remembered he ran top 10. It was just outside top 10 in the 2K time trial as well. So this is a big boy who's an athlete. Yeah, it's the modern day Ruckman, isn't it? You can't just be you know, the sole tap reliant on your, your ruck craft as such. You, you got to have That's the it. skills, you got to have the tank to get around the ground. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, so but he has got that ruck craft too. That's his, like his main bow yep. is his ruck craft. One like wood. when he was playing for Northern Knights, he had 22 hit outs and 6.5 to advantage. And then when he went up and played national championships against like the best ruckman in the comp, it actually got better. He got like yep. 24 hit outs a game and eight of them to advantage. So, yeah, right. So, yeah, the fact he, that he can go toe-to-toe with the best already, saying something. Yeah, he's got the ruck now. And that was pick 16, Will Green. Um, and what are your thoughts on how the drafts has sort of played out with the academy picks and, you know, there being 30-odd picks in that first round? What's your opinion on, mm. on the academies and how many picks we – you know, special access to players, how many players you should be able to take from your academy, et cetera, mate. How, how do you um, see that all play out? It is a compromised, but the competition's compromised. So they're trying to bring in elements that can 
kind of level it out. Yeah. Like we don't have the base like here in Victoria where you and me live. You have these private schools which are pretty much academies. Yeah. Like they're teaching these kids to be professionals. And that's what is trying to happen up in the northern states. I know that um Gold Coast got big concessions and everything like that. But again, one stage there, they were looking like closing their doors. They, they had to do something. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot going on at the moment, but it'll change. It, it's ever moving, or always changing. Um, you got to have. It's up to the other clubs too. Like people look at us and go, "Giving us a hard time at the moment, calling us Bidney and whatnot." But <laughs> I reckon that gives it. You got to give this academy thing legitimacy. So if a player's there and you think they're good enough to go in that spot, lay a bid. If you yeah, let exactly them slide right. through. That's it. Later down the track, you're going to go, oh, look at this guy. He went at like pick 35. You just got a steal because he was an academy. No, you didn't place the bid. Look at yeah, Errol. What did he go through to? You've got to keep the teams uh, accountable. Um, there, That's there's the one, no doubt about, about that. But look, I, I do have a bit of an issue with four players going in the first round mm. and not having to have, you know, that pick as such. You know, they're, yep. you know, they've yep. just loaded up on the bottom picks to get to That's accumulate it. the points to match the bid. I think mm. you should have to make the bid in a way, or there, there's only a certain amount of players sort of, you know, two yeah. academy prospects. Cap on it. You can't have like two top tens exactly in the one right. year. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I, I did hear one of the new ones it. that came in, one of the new bigwigs, and they suggested that you should have to use a pick in the same round that the bid comes in. So like you're saying, you shouldn't be able to go, all right, we put a bid on your player, pick five, and we're going to use pick 35, 38, 39, 42, 86, and add them all up together. Yes. Like you say, that just doesn't equate to getting like for like. Yeah. So to break that down for a few of the listeners, each Mm. pick has a points value, which is a, tied to it and i think pick one has two thousand points or or something like that oh mate and then i'm not across numbers yeah talking to a brickie who went to school in Brody. like i'm not going to remember that stuff i got a rough idea how it works but actual figures yeah nah (laughs) yeah so that is so for instance i think um the the player who went uh pick three from the gold coast he Mm -hmm. um you know he was matched by North Melbourne, um, bid on him at, at pick three, and Gold Coast were able to make up his points from their draft picks that they accumulated to match that value of pick three. Um, mm. it, it does get a bit complex, and you know, to, to a degree, it's a very smart um, from from the Gold Coast um, to get those four players in. But yeah, I think something's got to change with that. Yeah, and as you say, it it does get complex. Like we sit there online like i know you're a part of it and we love having you a part of it in the twitter group chat there the brains trust that's why it all started because we're all just like draft heads and i get in there and i pick all their brains because as you said they're boffins they know their stuff that's for damn sure shout out to the brains trust and we're trying to figure out prior to the bid well how many points do we need we've got these two picks they're worth this many points but the thing is when like you were saying gold coast used their picks our picks come forward, which means they're worth more. And that's kind of part and parcel of why we placed the bids when we did, because it pushed Collingwood's pick, they would tip the bid on Cleary. So they pushed their chance further back, which meant there was less points that we had to match, but also 
Gold Coast picks that they used disappeared and ours moved up, which meant we had more points. So the bid was less to match and we had more points to do it. So it was just real smart to go back to back bids where we did. Yeah, it worked out well. that makes sense. <laughs> it does, mate. It does. And worked out well because Collingwood bid on our academy prospect, who is now officially with the Bloods, Caden Cleary oh, at pick number 24. Um, what's your intel on this guy, mate? It's funny you say intel, though, mate, because I've got to give another shout out here to Nick Davis, the one and only. When I went up to uh, SCG last year for the first time ever, the day after I went for a tour at the SCG and... Just by chance, the academy was playing like a training interclub on the ground. And he was one of the coaches. And I had to pull him over and say good day. And then I'm like, all right, mate, let me know. Who's it going to be? Who's the next one? And this was back then. He gave me Caden Cleary's name. He said, this guy has got the mental fortitude like you've never seen. If he sets his mind to it, he's going to do it. And he's just come in leaps and bounds. He's always been a hard nut, but now he's, built that tank as well. He actually played on the wing for a little bit. So he's got that inside outside now, which is allowing him to accumulate and do it consistently. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny that there's sort of been a bit of outside noise, I suppose, a bit of a knock on his kicking. Um, Hmm. that's one of the things that sort of has come through, uh, rather strongly, but it's sort of on vision. You can see, He's trying to improve that in his decision-making and sort of taking that extra second to hit up some targets. Uh, you know, That's there's it. a... He was, as you say, renowned for kind of bombing it in a bit because he was such a contested player. Yeah. But he has got that speed as well. And he wasn't, like you say, taking that extra step to slow down. And it was really noticeable in the championships how far he's come yeah. with that because you could... Oh, I try and see what I can when I can. And now and then they'll live stream an academy game and like you said that would stand out it's like getting a lot of it kind of wasting it but in those championships and even in the vfl games that he played and that was against two strong vfl teams that was gws who's always got a strong uh seconds team and gold coast who actually won the flag and that's when he had his highest possessions for like the whole season so he matched it with the men and he used it well and he was everywhere it was bloody exciting to see i tell you right now yeah, then just to sort of have an, another hard head in there, you know, might oh, yeah. the, I think this preseason will do him all all the good. Uh, and, you know, do you think he's sort of a chance of, you know, working himself into that first, you know, 23, you know, say mid to mid to end next year? Is that sort of where, what you would see his goal as? You definitely have that goal of that. I mean, anyone that's as determined as he is, you sit out and you want to play seniors. And that's what you want from the guys. They're just going to push and push and push. It's a hard team to break into, but you just never know. You just never know with these guys. He's going to be in the future for sure. But we've got other guys, like you say, a Sheldrick and a Roberts have probably got a year or two on him. Yeah. And it's so competitive. But that's what we need. We need guys pushing other guys so that they don't have a walk-up start. But not only that, you want depth. And so if we've got this quality type of depth, depth sitting there it's going to turn those games where you just don't quite get over the line into wins which makes you finish top four instead of bottom four yeah it's that it's a big difference that we've sort of targeted in this off season is depth in all areas you know we've gone out and got 
James Jordan, you know, 21, 22 year old. He adds the mid. So lucky. Uh, you know, so we, lucky that he was a free agent. Yeah. It's like it's nothing. A, it's thank a good you get. very much. It's a oh, good yeah. get. Uh, and, and, you know, drafting a player like Cleary, who, you know, if he was called up tomorrow, I think his body's probably ready to go. Yeah, but, yep. you know, whether he needs, um, you know, learn learn those AFL systems and that type of thing, a bit more time at VFL level, you know, I think he could come up to the level that. pretty quickly. And you've got and like systems, at, at... That's the beauty of the academy. Yeah. They know the, the systems of the Swans. They know how we play, what's expected of them. They just come in as professionals from day dot. We're so lucky to have it. But without it, geez, I reckon we'd struggle. Yeah, I, I just don't think a lot of players would come up to the the level in their draft year. It's, it's hard enough That's as it is, um, you know, with participation and everything in New South Wales. Mm. I think it's a, it's a it's a simply must for, you know, that that's where we, you know, we probably get, it's got to be 25 to 40% of our draftees, I think, probably coming through oh, that. Like I say, numbers of me, mate, yeah. not great. But the thing that people don't talk about, what shits me, is... Like you say, the pal- the talent pool, we lose a lot of high-end talent that's come through the academy. We've invested a lot of time and money into these guys. And then rugby league comes in and throws a contract down on their table at 16 years old. Yeah. It says, we'll pay you this much money to come right here, right now. Like a 16-year-old's going to say no. Yeah. yeah so we've lost um... a couple. We actually just lost another one, another high-end talent. And he's gone. He just in the last couple of days, I can't remember if he's a wood or something like that. The boffins would know. Or the buffoons, as I like to call them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then so that yeah, Caden Cleary is gonna be um, you know, an exciting prospect. Looking forward to what he can do, mate. But probably the surprise of the night. Um, we probably thought we were only gonna select the two at the draft, but on the, on the second night, we traded up from pick 59. I think it, we ended up with up to 53. Um, so mm-hmm. gave away our future fourth rounder um, to Hawthorne next year to trade up to 53 to pick up Patrick Snell, um, which who was from the, the Brisbane Academy and lives in the NT, I think he did. Um, but mm. what, what can you tell me about this guy? Well, as you just say, it was a real shifty beats and move almost, I reckon, because he was an academy guy. So as we were just talking about, he's come through the system. He's had those coaches. He's had those uh, professionalisms install, instilled in him over the last couple of years. But he'd lived in Northern Territory, and he's only recently come up here. So he hasn't, or up there, hadn't been there long enough to be considered an academy player that they could match a bid on. So even though he was part of their academy, they couldn't match a bid on him. So they were... I guess I reckon they were hoping that he'd get through the rookie draft, but we play a lot of academy games against Brisbane Lions, so we've seen this guy a lot. So I reckon that's where they like picked him out, and then McVeigh, who's now with us coaching, he coached the Allies, who he was a member of as well. So he would have had an inside word on his character and his training, which Beatson has made a big point about this year, saying that we really want to concentrate on blokes who have got good character. So that's a good line into him. And as I said, Northern Territory. So he's going to be tough. He's NT tough. Um, I knew absolutely nothing about this bloke when they called his name out. And I try and get a bit of knowledge going in. And and I had to hit people up. And that's what Twitter's so great about. I love hitting people up. And there's a guy named Pommy in Oz. He does YouTube stuff. 
especially draft. And he's just across everything. He watches all this stuff more than anyone I know. And he said he, he called him a, a small version of Harrison Petty. So he said he's super duper like mobile, especially for his size. And he was super quick, like closing speed. He's got like a 20 meter sprint of 3.03 seconds, which again was just outside the top 10. So, and watching the video of him, he looks like he loved to take on the game. He reminded me of like Lizard, the way he's really agile for his size and bursts through and takes on the game. The highlights showed him doing kicks like Lizard, but reading into him a bit more, he doesn't have the consistency in his kicking like a Lizard. So highlights are highlights. They're not going to show turnovers. So that's something he can definitely work on is his kicking. Yeah, and then look at the, the more confidence he builds in his game, like we saw with the lizard. He wasn't that wasn't a great kick or a great decision maker in his first couple mm. of years. And you know, he's that he's that exciting size as well. Stands 194, 86 kegs, you know, puts a few kilos on over the off season, a preseason. You know, he's an, another great player for that depth in that back line uh, that, that we saw get tested at stages last year. Exactly. They've they've seen a a need and I reckon they would have been tracking a few guys. Like there was one guy that I saw was Ollie Murphy. We picked him out as possibly someone that we may have taken earlier and he slipped right down to that back end of the draft. I don't think we really had anything that we could offer to move up enough to get him. So they would have their board and they'd know who they like and they identified that we needed a key back. And yeah, they've grabbed him. Like you say, we've identified the need. We've got Hamling, who is a high-quality player. There was a knock on his body, but apparently he's been playing like consistent footy in whatever it is, Waffle, Sample, I can't remember right now. But, yeah, we've addressed so many needs in so many different places. The list is looking magnificent. It is, mate. It's a, it's an exciting, uh, you know, off-season. It's as exciting as I can remember in my years of following it really closely, mate. But, how do you how do you think the likes of you know our two free agents Hamling and uh, James Jordan, also the likes of the trades we made Taylor Adams, Brody Grundy. If you just want to touch on sort of your opinions of those four, mate, and yeah, because mm-hmm. we've we've made some moves this off season, mate. That's for damn sure. Well, Grundy and Adams walk up best twenty two every day of the week, and they're going to make a huge difference. We know the struggles that we've had in clearances, not just the numbers, but when other teams get a run on and they're kicking goals from clearances, it's so hard to arrest that momentum when they just keep on getting clean ball out of the centre and streaming up forward, just putting out the fence under so much pressure, which they're good at withstanding huge amounts of pressure, but they shouldn't have to. And this is going to make a huge difference to these two. For sure, mate. Um, it's a, it's uh, a, a huge part that we, we had issues with last year was being able to stem momentum in that clearance mm. game. And it, it's so funny. You go back five, six years ago, that's what we were built on, you know, that contested oh, no, ball right? clearances, you know, and, and gaining territory, right? But we just could not uh, – that was our, one of the main issues we had this year was being able to stem momentum – and gain territory and keep it, keep it, you know, in our half of the ground. And I think those two, especially Grundy and Adams in that middle setup, that's going to make all the difference next year, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, you were saying earlier about how good he doesn't get like the recognition of the, the quality player was another one who's made a huge difference in what we we're just talking about as far as clearances, JVK. 
one of the all-time greats. You take him out of that centre, it makes such a difference. And we felt it hard recently. Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. And then yeah. the, what, what are your thoughts on sort of Hamling in in that back line? Do you think he'll slot in straight away? Oh, my guess he's probably competing with Malikin for the, you know, the first or second defender, depending on the matchup. What are your thoughts there? Mate, I think you're in the wrong trade. You should be a chippy because you just nailed it. Tell you what, <laughs> it's going to be toe-to-toe those two guys. And that's the other one, same with Jordan. He's going to be putting blokes like McInerney. They're going to have to go head-to-head in all these trainings in preseason. And you'll know that when you're lining up on that bloke, he wants your spot and you want his spot. So it's going to be nothing but good. You just don't know which way it's going to go, though. Like, I've sat down a few times trying to do, like, the best 22 and everything like this, and I stuff it up a bit on balance because I have my own personal favourites and a way that I'd like to see the team play and everything like that. But I've never seen, like, competition for spots like I have right now. Yeah. For sure, mate. For sure. It's it's bloody exciting times, that's for sure. And today we had the uh, rookie draft made, and with – the I think it was once the preseason draft, which is not preseason. What do they call it? Uh, the rookie the, draft? No, nah, before the rookie draft, where they there were three selections. Oh, the national draft? No, nah, the not the national yeah. draft, where that like um Hawthorne picked up re re picked up uh who's the guy who did his Achilles? Yeah, that's is that oh Hawthorne. I'm not following. I'm big Wingard, day, long day. Right? They, they, they oh, put okay, yeah, back yeah, on his list. Oh, it's that was um, like we did with Reed, your mate. No, nah, because they got re-rookied. Anyway, yeah. the draft before the... Um, like, talk to the boffins, mate. Yeah, that's it. I forget <laughs> the, the name. Boycott, there were three players picked up, but I don't even know why they did. Okay. But, um, so... Is it the pre-supplementary one? No, nah, because that's now. No, nah, that's later. So it's just, you can put supplementary players on. We'll have to educate ourselves, mate. And I forget yeah, the bloody name of it. Yeah, I get into that thing, trusting us there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when Indy Kirk got through that, he was automatically became a Category B rookie. Uh, what are your thoughts on adding him to the uh, to our to our depth in our rookie areas, mate? Oh, that's a great get. And I think the thing is, with you go in, if you don't make it, you don't get selected in the national draft everyone rolls over into the rookie draft. But if you're an academy player, they can be pre-selected. You don't have to use one of your picks in the rookie draft. You can just roll up and just nominate them, tick a box, right? They're coming with us, which we did with him. And I thought we're going to do with a couple of players, but we had that surprise of Snell. So we ended up just having the one. And he's an overager. He was in the draft last year. Didn't get picked up. We didn't pick him up in the rookie draft either. He went away, he worked on his game, and he's, again, come on on leaps and bounds. He's one of those, he's his dad. He really is his dad. He's having the same path as him, where Kirk, he couldn't get in, made it through the rookie draft, got dropped, like delisted, made his way back in again, became a champion of the club. They're unique individuals. What can I say to these Kirks? <laughs> yeah, he's, just, he's got a high footy IQ, and he's hard as nails. Yeah, look, and it's, uh, you know, faced a bit of adversity already, you know, overlooked mm. in a draft. And, you know, if you can, um, he's got his old man there, he's at the club, you know, he's going to be given every chance to go well. Uh, showed a little bit at VFL level, 
Um, it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see if he can sort of pull it all together. Less pressure on him now. You know, he's made well, his way onto the list. And, yeah. So ho- hopefully well, he goes well, mate. Yeah, no doubt. Like He was very fringe, like the year when it was his actual draft year, and there wasn't huge raps on him. It was just more a father-son thing because we haven't had a lot of them. So people were like, as you say, rose-tinted glasses and all that type of stuff. But he went away and he played in the talent league and he actually led the league for tackles with 8.2 a game and inside 50s with 6.8. So if you're leading the league in something like tackles and inside 50s, that's damaging disposals right there, Damaging disposal. We'll love a little bit of damaging disposal here at True Bloods, mate, don't we? Bloody oath. And mate, what what would you sort of see our draft score out of ten this year? Um, what what would you give your rating? Um, you know, does it go all the way to eleven? <laughs> yeah, it, it can, it's, mate. It's your scale. Oh, we're giving it eleven then. It's nuts. We needed a ruck. Uh, we dead set needed a ruck. Like Laddam's shown potential, but we're in a premiership window. We need more than potential as a ruckman and centre clearances. Adams, elite. These two guys have already got the chemistry as well. That's the other huge thing with bringing them both in at the same time. They know how to work together. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I'm very happy with our uh, our draft hall. It's, uh, it, we, I think we've gone for some needs, um, picked the best players there. And yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. it the last thing to sort of touch on, I think, is the re-rooking of Sam Reed, mate. What are your thoughts there? It comes down to, as far as I can figure, it's a, you need the experience around a young group. Yeah. Especially in the VFL. Because this is still game day for these guys. They're still traveling. They still have to be professionals. They still have to adapt in game. You want a level head like that. And we've seen how injuries can, would they just, decimated our tools. So he doesn't have to play 22 games. He might not even play any games and he'll Mate, still be, be nice a better if he just played a handful. Well, yeah, if he <laughs> bobs up when he needs to bob up, it's going to be brilliant. So it's one of those ones. It's one list spot and the way that it went, we just didn't pick up one more Academy kid where they can go away and do exactly what Kirk did. They can go away, work on their craft. See you next year. Yeah, so yeah, hope, hopefully Reedy can get his body right. I think he's got a little bit to repay to the faithful, in my opinion, mate. I'm still uh, oh, steaming over that oh. grand final <laughs> and his decision to pick himself. Uh, but he didn't just pick himself; the club picked him too. Yeah, on, I, I know, I know, Zane. Right, but when you're 30 <laughs> and you've had a history of soft tissue mm, injuries, I'm hearing you. You, you simply don't put your hand up. Better. You should 100%. Everyone knows their body better than the bloke next to them. Exactly right, shouldn't put his hand up. But I look at it with Adams in this year's grand final. The decision was taken out of his hands early. And that's what we should have done. We know his history as well as he does. Yeah. Should have just gone, no, 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 no. Park it, buddy. We don't care what you're saying. We've got a grand final to play. Park it. Yeah, for sure, mate. Sure, but mate, thanks for jumping on. It's uh, it's good to get mine, an in- it's good to get an insight from someone who does their homework on this stuff and not just shooting like from the hip like I do, mate. But thanks very much for coming too. on. Don't worry, and, and we'll uh, try and uh, get you on throughout the year. I'm sure, mate. But thanks very much for jumping on and appreciate your time. 
No, the pleasure, like I say, the pleasure's all mine, mate. Uh, as they say, thank you very much and up the body. Well, you've been listening to True Bloods, the oh, number one you know independent it. Sydney Swans fan podcast. We're number one in your hearts and number one on the charts. We're speaking words of wisdom up the potty. Up the potty. <laughs>